Just a heads up, this podcast does contain a bit of strong language. The women's 800 meters is a relatively new event at the Olympics. First run at the 1928 games, it was deemed too long of a distance for women, so it was cut from the program until 1960 when it became a permanent event. Since then, we've seen Maria Mutola, Kelly Holmes, Caster Semenya, and a few other ladies win at least two Olympic medals. But today, we're talking about Kim Gallagher, who overcame severe illness, navigated the world as a product of an interracial marriage, and eventually became the first black woman to win two Olympic medals in the 800 meters. Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, less than an hour outside of Philly, is where Kim Gallagher was born in 1964. One day, when she was seven years old, she followed her brother Bart, who was just two years older, to his practice with the Ambler Olympic Track Club. At first, he was telling her that she couldn't join the club because she was still too young and wouldn't be able to keep up. The club was for girls and boys ages 8 to 18, so though technically she was still a bit too young, it also probably was a bit of her brother just not wanting his little sister hanging around him. But that didn't stop her from coming to watch. Gallagher didn't exactly know what track was aside from just running, and that first time that she followed her brother, she had these little clogs on for shoes. But she felt and knew she was ready to be a part of the group. So for months, she would follow her brother to practice and just watch from the sidelines. Now a few months down the line, after just watching some practices, Gallagher went up to Larry Wilson, coach of the Ambler Track Club. This little seven, eight-year-old girl looking up to this seemingly huge coach tugged at the side of his pants and asked if she would be able to run with the girls. Even though she was still small, Coach Wilson let her run with the teenage girls who were going out to do a run through the woods that day. He told the older girls to be careful and not to leave her behind as they went through the woods. But it turned out to be the reverse that would actually be true. A few minutes later, Gallagher came running out of the woods by herself and Coach Wilson asked where the older girls were. She told him, I left him in the woods. This would be one of the first realizations of her talent and a precursor to the success that she would have in the coming years. Now, during her time at the club, she ran every event from 100 meters all the way up to cross country. She had a great mix of both stamina and speed, so she was geared to run the middle distance races. Within that first year at the club, only eight years old, Gallagher ran a mile in five minutes, 37 seconds, which at the time was the fastest one mile for a girl that age. Now, Gallagher's mother was black while her father was white, so growing up as a child of an interracial marriage, she found running to be an easy way to step out from the complex life and struggles she experienced as a teenager. Speaking about her experiences back then, she once said, the white kids called me nigger and the black kids called me honky. So one day I was confused and asked my father, what am I? He said, you're an Irish Negro. I was proud of that. Now, this dynamic of her Irish and black background does come up much later on in her career, so I'll definitely get back to that. In 1978, she went on to attend Upper Dublin High School in Pennsylvania. Title IX legislation, which provided women equal opportunities in schools, had just been passed six years prior. So her high school had just started a girls track team, and the facilities were not even that great overall. But that didn't stop Gallagher from making progress. Within one year, she was dominating everything from the 800 meters, the mile, and cross country. One of her high school teammates said, I don't think there was ever a time that I saw her run that I didn't get goosebumps. Another teammate said, it was very humbling when running against Gallagher. She just took off. Her body was still, but her legs were like a hand mixer. She just went. That moment, I knew this was a superstar. 
In just her freshman year, 1979, Gallagher had run times of 2 minutes 7.6 seconds in the 800 meters, 4 minutes 49.4 seconds in the mile, and 16 minutes 34.7 seconds in the 5,000 meters, the second fastest high school mark at the time for the 5K. Again, all in her freshman year. The following year, as just a sophomore, and just two weeks after her 16th birthday, Gallagher competed in both the 800 and the 1500 meters at the 1980 US Olympic trials. In the 1500 meters, she made it to the semifinals, while in the 800 meters, she managed to run all the way to the finals, finishing in 8th place. This was her first taste of major competition and showed that she was capable of holding her own with some of the best women in the entire country. As a junior, she set her first high school record, running 2 minutes 1.82 seconds in the 800 meters, and then won the 1500 meters at the Penn Relays for a second time, but it was her senior year where she stamped herself as the absolute greatest. First off, in the fall of 1981, she was diagnosed with brustitis, which is an inflammation of fluid-filled pads that kind of act as a cushioning for your joints. Now, she received some treatment, but unfortunately suffered from some adverse reactions due to that treatment. So she barely competed through her senior year and at the state meet, didn't run any individual races, but she did recover enough to run on the relays. In the 4x800 meter relay, her anchor leg led to the first sub 9 minute relay in the history of the event. She also ran anchor on the 4x4, grabbing the win in a come from behind victory. Now, real quick aside, keep note of the adverse reactions from the medical treatments she received earlier in her senior year. I'm going to come back to that as it's really relevant later on in her life. But anyway, Gallagher ultimately finished with 12 Pennsylvania State High School titles over the course of her four years. In the following months, though, is where she really shined. The summer of 1982, after not running any individual events during most of her senior season, she competed at the Olympic Sports Festival in Indianapolis, Indiana. In the 800 meters, Gallagher ran a new high school record of 2 minutes 0.7 seconds, just barely missing the sub 2 minute barrier. That time would stand as the high school record for over 30 years until Mary Kane broke it in 2013. She also ran 4 minutes 36.24 seconds in the mile, including an en route time of 4 minutes 16.6 seconds in the 1500 meters, another high school record which stood for 26 years. One thing that's important to note, when she started high school in the late 70s, women were really just starting to be accepted into distance running. For decades, distance running had been seen as too hard for women and apparently put too much stress on their body. The 800 meters had just permanently been added to the Olympics in 1960, and the 1500 meters in 1972, let alone the 3K, 5K, and 10K which were not even on the schedule yet. But so, now as the best high school distance runner in the country, Gallagher went on to attend the University of Arizona in Tucson. At Arizona, she was training with the men's cross country team as she was so much faster than the rest of the women. One of her teammates on the men's team at one point literally said she was so good, she might as well have been put on the men's roster instead of the women's. Now, remember her older brother Bart, who she followed to track practice when she was seven years old? Well, during her entire running career, Gallagher had multiple coaches, Larry Wilson at the Ambler Track Club, then Jack Fury at Upper Dublin High School, but her brother Bart was also her coach throughout that entire time. He would always be there, not only coaching, but also just being an overall support in her life. 
So when Gallagher moved out to Arizona for school, her brother actually came along as well. There was apparently an understanding that he would be able to help out with coaching specifically for her. During the team training sessions, Bart would be there, again, specifically for Gallagher. And while he was never actually intrusive, some teammates and coaches at the time noted that there was kind of an awkward dynamic. Remember, Gallagher was 18 years old and her brother was just 20, so he was a relatively young coach amongst others who had immense experience. In an interview with the Philadelphia Inquirer at the time, Bart said, I feel I'm as qualified as any college coach in the country. Other coaches may outnumber me in age and years experience, but if you show results, age is a ridiculous consideration. Now, as time progressed in Arizona, Gallagher and her brother began to kind of evaluate what their goals would be. Would she be training for four years in the NCAA or for the upcoming 1984 Olympics? They were set on the Olympics being the priority and decided to make a change. Just about a semester and a half into her freshman year, she chose to leave college. About her decision to leave in 1983, she said world-class training and competing for a college don't go hand in hand. Now, you may criticize her decision. Some might say she shouldn't have dropped out of school to pursue athletics, but there's a level of understanding and respect that has to be given for her to realize where she's at, what's working and not working, as well as what she wanted to achieve. From Arizona, Gallagher and her brother moved out to San Diego, California. This felt like a new chapter for her, kind of moving on to the next level where running would really be like her job, her life, and her only focus. With that new step, she felt it was time to move on from her brother. So with agreement, her brother looked for an experienced training group and coach for Gallagher to join, which ended up being with Coach DeBus. Now, I do want to give a side note. Many years later, this coach was later banned for life by USATF for giving steroids and other banned substances to his athletes. Gallagher always maintained her innocence, though, and says she never took anything. She was already dealing with a host of other health issues, which I'll get into later. But Gallagher had never used and was never banned for any performance-enhancing substances. Now in California, Gallagher was training full-time with her focus on the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. But she immediately began to suffer setbacks. She dealt with anemia, which significantly slowed her ability to train at various times. Her coach noted that she was barely able to run more than 20 miles a week in training, sometimes not even completing multiple workouts in a row. In 1983, she also began to develop stomach problems, later finding out she had polycystic ovaries. That led to her having to undergo surgery just about six months before the 1984 Olympics were supposed to kick off. But despite those setbacks, her goal was the Olympics and her health issues did not deter her. 1984, her opportunity finally came. At the U.S. Outdoor Championships first, she won the 800 meters in a time of 1 minute 59.87 seconds. Then just a week later at the U.S. Olympic Trials, she coasted through the rounds, eventually winning the final in a best of 1 minute 58.50 seconds. Larry Wilson, her coach from the Ambler Track Club, believed that this performance meant more to her than anything else that she would go on to do later on in her career. To become an Olympian had been Gallagher's goal since she was little, and to finally have it come true meant the world. At the 1984 Olympics, she comfortably won both her opening heat and semifinal heat in the 800 meters. 
In the final, knowing that this was her moment to shine, she took full advantage and from the gun immediately went to the front, leading the race through the break, but just before the 200 meter mark, Gabriella Dorio from Italy took over the lead and pulled the field along with her. Gallagher remained in second but had not gotten a chance to tuck into lane one and so by the time they were coming around the curve, she had to run a bit wide to maintain her spot. For the remainder of the race, though she was always in contention, she basically ran in lane two or on the far outside of lane one, so a bit of extra distance. But regardless, Gallagher held on, crossing the line in second place, earning a silver medal in the 800 meters, becoming just the second black woman to do so after Madeleine Manning won gold 16 years prior. Now, years later, Gallagher did reflect back at her time after her 1984 Olympic success. She notes that despite achieving her goal of not only becoming an Olympian, but also winning an Olympic medal, she didn't necessarily love the sport, but instead what the sport brought. She said, quote, I needed to run for all the wrong reasons. I needed to run to keep my shoe contract. I needed to run to pay my bills. I learned a huge lesson. When I ran in the 1984 Olympics, I was going to be a star. I was going to make so much money. I did. And she's right. She did buy a nice Mercedes Benz and a house in Malibu right after those Olympic Games. But she continues saying, but it doesn't last if you're not devoted to what you're doing. I was not devoted to my running and it showed. I don't get a great joy from running or training or going out and doing all the work. Running is not something I love, but I like excelling at things that I'm good at. So despite those feelings, she was determined to excel and set her sights on the next Olympics in 1988. But the path to the next games would be just as challenging as it was for her first. Her anemia was still prevalent and she was also diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. In addition, she had an infection of her fallopian tubes which had to be dealt with. Not only that, the cysts on her ovaries unfortunately reappeared despite already having had surgery. Thankfully though, it was finally relieved by some hormone treatment. All of these health issues led to her barely competing and struggling to train in the years between 1984 and 1988. Entering the Olympic year, despite still dealing with significant health issues, she was getting back on the track more often and arguably was about to have the best season of her entire career. At the 1988 US Olympic trials, Gallagher managed to not only win the 800 meters in a meet record, but also got a third place in the 1500 meters, earning spots on the US team to the Olympics in both events. Later that summer, she also set a personal best of 4 minutes 3.29 seconds in the 1500 meters. At the 1988 Olympics in Seoul, South Korea, despite being the reigning silver medalist, Gallagher had been basically out for three consecutive years and was not expected to be a factor in the 800. Most people picked her to not even make the final or to finish in the back of the pack. But defying all those odds, she went on to set a personal best of 1 minute 58.82 seconds in the semifinals. Then in the final, she came away with a bronze medal, running 1 minute 56.91 seconds. That time was just 100th of a second off the American record. But more importantly, she won her second Olympic medal in the event, the first black woman to do so, and still the only American woman to do so to this day. Now, remember, she was still dealing with her health issues and she noted, I felt like I was being stabbed in the stomach after the 800 meters. 
but her excitement and joy massively outweighed the physical pain that she felt. And everything she overcame made that bronze medal feel so much better than the, even the silver from four years prior. So circling back a bit, remember back in her childhood growing up facing the dynamics of having a white Irish father and a black mother? Well, these dynamics presented themselves again, but this time at the Seoul Olympic Games. Some members of the Irish news media apparently misinterpreted her Irish lineage. They were looking for Gallagher to write a story after her medal. She remembered the experience literally laughing saying, they thought I was white. When they met me, they said, uh, we have another appointment. So things coming full circle from when she was a child starting in track to the end of her career winning her second Olympic medal. She was faced with the dynamics of being mixed race, but this time she was confident about who she was and understood both her Irish and black identity. So fast forwarding a bit to a little bit after the Olympics, remember she suffered from polycystic ovaries and had to have surgery to treat her condition? Well, her doctor at the time told her that if she didn't stop running, the condition would render her unable to bear any children. Well, of course, we know she continued to run, and despite what her doctor said, in 1989, she gave birth to her daughter. Unfortunately, though, her health issues were not over, and within a year of winning her Olympic bronze in Seoul, Gallagher was diagnosed with colon cancer. Now, initially, she rejected her doctor's recommendations of chemotherapy and surgery instead choosing to treat her cancer with vitamins, a healthy diet, and a lot of rest on her own. She had said, I opted for vitamin supplements and the doctor said quackery, but I preferred a natural approach to healing. In addition to simply not wanting her hair to fall out, a common side effect of chemotherapy, Gallagher developed a mistrust of conventional medical advice throughout her entire athletic career. In addition to all the medical treatment she received in her time as a pro, think all the way back to her senior year of high school. Remember when she developed brucitis and faced adverse effects due to the treatment? So it wasn't some random epiphany to all of a sudden just not trust medicine. This was her actual, real lived experience. So she had doctors telling her she was crazy for not taking treatment for her cancer. She once asked her doctor if she would live to see her daughter grow up, and the doctor said, don't count on it. But she didn't give up. She continued her own treatment, her own remedies, and it actually proved to be effective. She went into remission from her colon cancer and managed to develop enough health and strength to compete at the 1992 US Olympic trials to try and make her third consecutive Olympic team. At the trials, she ran in the heats and semifinals of the 800 meters with a best of two minutes, 4.64 seconds in the heats, but it wasn't enough to make the finals. And this would be her final competition. Gallagher retired from the sport, and unfortunately, less than two years later, in February 1994, her colon cancer reappeared. Sadly, in 1995, she was also diagnosed with stomach cancer as well. From that time on, she had been relegated to a wheelchair, suffered memory loss, was fed intravenously, and was at a severely low weight. Now, after some hesitation, she did eventually undergo some conventional treatment, but never any surgery as doctors were suggesting. Under the care of her daughter and mother, she mainly relied on those more traditional methods that helped her overcome her first bout with colon cancer. Maybe most notably was simply maintaining a strong mindset. At one point, she said she used, quote, the same attitude that enabled me to win two Olympic medals. I've attacked the cancer with my mind and taken it over. After having not seen a doctor in about a year, by 1997, she was at a much healthier weight, walking with a cane, alert and upbeat, 
again, almost exclusively as a result of her own doing. So things were looking very positive, but it is important to note there was unfortunately no way to know any specifics of how her cancer may have actually been progressing. Now Gallagher lived about five more years until the year 2002 when she sadly suffered a stroke and passed away in Philadelphia at just the young age of 38. So it's amazing to look back at everything she faced in her career, being a black woman in professional sports and dealing with the various illnesses throughout her career. The dynamics of how not only black people but black women specifically are treated really is encapsulated in her story. From almost losing her senior year due to adverse effects of medical treatment she received to being told that if she doesn't stop running and undergo surgery, she wouldn't be able to bear children. From being called racist names for both her black and Irish identity as a child to being misinterpreted by the media after winning a medal at the largest athletic stage in the world. Gallagher fought through the various struggles in her life and left an impact on the sport that still resonates with many today. So that's the story of Kim Gallagher, the first black woman to win two Olympic 800 meter medals. Make sure you follow the podcast, check us out on Instagram, and thanks for tuning in to Track and Field Black History.